ancient gates be lifted up, you ancient doors. The king is coming in. Yeah, the king is coming in. We lift up a shout to shake the skies. Lift up a cry, be glorified. Tell the whole world of your love and life. We 
So Father, we come to you and we humble ourselves. Lord, we, we know we can't, but you can. It's not about us, it's not about our energy, our knowledge, it's not about anything we have or can do. It's about the living God. Our hope is in God. We lift up our eyes to the hills. We're not looking for a political revolution. We're looking for a spiritual revolution. We're looking for Almighty God to break out of the heavens. We're looking for the Spirit of God. We're looking for what that Hebrew word was that that God talked about, to break out among us. We're looking for David's to rise up. We're looking for Joshua us that will say I will cross the land we're looking for those who will not take no for an answer and so God we say yes to you yes to this place Lord you have permission we say yes you can fire the first shot or the shot of many shots that's what we really need in America many shots many many places but we are here God so we say yes to you you can fire the first shot through us, we say yes and amen. Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Jesus, you can fire it. We agree. We agree in Jesus' name. Amen. Echo, I like Echo. I didn't know we had two of them. That's great. You can be seated. I just felt like we needed to do that. Okay, look with me. I've got, I want to share something out of Acts chapter 3. Man, that video fired me up. If, if, if you didn't see it, ask Linda how to go to it because it's a little hard to, to hear. But Rock Kashak, what is that? Kashak Amats, that's it. Whatever it is, we need it. We need it. God. We got to have it. It's not even we need. We got to have it. Okay, Acts chapter 3, beginning with uh, verse 1. It's going to talk. How do we get this thing going among us? Look at this. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a servant or a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate, the temple, which is called Beautiful. So he was going every day. They would lay him at the gate. Not to be healed, but what was he doing? He was begging to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. You know the guy, my friend from Argentina that was a part of the revival? We brought him here and he was sick that Sunday. A evil mendic. He was just could barely breathe. Anyway, when he prays for people, he says, "Look at me! Look at me!" And I used to wonder, "What are you doing that for, evil? They, who cares? Now I know why. Look at us! Look at us! They, they wanted him. They wanted focus on these guys. So look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, "Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have." I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I was thinking when I read that, you know, you speak that over the internet. What if people start getting up all over the world that heard that? You know, they just rise up and walk. What did that, somebody said, if Jesus had not specifically mentioned Lazarus, Lazarus, the whole graveyard would have got up. Well, we prophesy lame, get up in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. In his name, especially to the church. Quit playing church. You don't go to church, you are the church. You know what I'm talking about? You come to rally and encourage and fellowship and uh, lift each other up, pray. He said, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. That's what you come together for. But you are the church. Where'd we get that thing, you go to church? Fooey on that. You're the church. This ain't the church. We're the church. It's just a building. Now, God likes this place, and I do too. I like this place, but it's a building. We go. We are. Okay, in the name. I, uh, we told our kids, anytime you get scared, frightened, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, just say, Jesus, if you don't know what else to say. You know, like if you're all of a sudden head-on collision in the making. You don't have time to say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be that. You just say, Jesus. 
there are two really important prayers you got to learn. One of them is Jesus, and the other one is help. You know what I mean? I, he knows what you were going to say anyway, so if, you, if you're in a predicament, Jesus. If you have time, help. Just say his name. Now, there's no magical formula. It's not a magical formula. It is out of a relationship, being connected to him. You're in Christ. He's in you. He's in you. You're in him. Shirley can go to the bank and draw out our $37.28 because she could get it if she wanted to because she's on the account. She's connected. We're connected to one another. It's just the way it is. I like this marriage relationship, don't you? And, uh, but we can, man, we can draw on each other's account. Listen, if you know Jesus, you are, you, you are in league with Almighty God. It is, this is more than some religious thing that we talk about. The name of Jesus, you carry his name, Abba Father. There's something about it. His name is higher. His name is greater. His name's above every name. Say above every name. We got to get this in our spirit because there's going to be stuff show up at our doorstep. And in the name of Jesus, we have the authority. We carry his name. This stuff is real. What are we going to do when they pollute the water? We're going to lay hands on the water. We're going to say, water, be healed in the name of Almighty Jesus. Be healed. I got to live to drink this water. Listen, this is it, guys. This is the big time. This is not about slumping back into our comfortableness. We got to get ready. You guys okay? All right, in the name of Jesus. Look, look in verse uh, 7. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. That's pretty good. I guess there's a progression. He walked. He thought, well, this is good. I can do that. So now I'm going to leap. But it didn't matter what he was doing. He was praising God. And then verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. What happened to the leaping? I don't know. Maybe something happened. Anyway, he's walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Amazement means bewilderment. It means surprise, shock, astonishment, alarm, panic, fright. Now think about that. What God's going to do in this hour, some folks, it's going to scare the religious folks to death. Fright, bewilderment. This is not some party. This is Almighty God, the King of glory coming in. Do you remember Malachi? We're asking for the king to come in. What, every song this morning was like anointed from heaven, wasn't it? I told Shirley, it's something majorly different. It's different all the time, but I'm so glad it gets more different all the time. And next week, it'll be different. It'll be, then the next week, it'll be different. But Almighty God is coming, and there's a sense of the fear of God is going to be restored in this nation. We've been praying that. And some people are going to run the other way. But we're going to run towards the enemy's camp. Do you understand? This is not about running away. Cowards have no place in the kingdom of God. They won't even be allowed. Revelation. Cowards are the first ones that will be thrown. They don't know him. That's right. Because if you know Jesus, you, you, why would you fear some dumb demon? Some little demon? Well, there's nothing to fear. Perfect love casteth out all fear. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. But they were in wonder, astonishment, shock, alarm, panic. I can see it now. You know, they were all kinds of alarm at those rallies. Stuff going on. You know, he had to look behind him. Somebody was charging him. All that stuff. Can you imagine? It may get that way. No, it's going to get that way. Folks are going to be in alarm. We may have to look around, see what's happening. Panic-stricken. The power of God visits the church in America. This is, this is the main thing, the main event. We don't serve a weak Jesus. This is not kumbaya. This is almighty God stuff. This is God almighty. 
I don't know. We got to get this vision pretty quick. Now look in verse, let's go on. Did we read through verse 10? Yes, we did. They were in amazement. Verse 11. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon, greatly amazed. Folks will start running together. The gatherings will happen. May not all of them happen in some buildings. Those buildings may come under some kind of Islamic assault. I don't know what's going to happen to the buildings, but the people of God are going to gather in the highways, in the byways, in the hillsides. They're going to gather. God's going to protect a lot of these places too. We're praying, God, protect this place. Let it be a refuge. Many are going to be looking for refuge, Lord. Let them come and find you in this place. Let it be a place of safety. So anyway, they're in a maze. So Peter saw it, responded to the people. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at us? And why so intently do you look at us as though by our power, our godliness, we made this man well? Why look at us? Now I've got to talk about something really quick. Do you guys, are you guys, are you guys aware? Along with the real supernatural, there's going to be the false supernatural. It's going to look like the real supernatural. And if you don't know God's word, you will be deceived. Did you know that even the elect? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, false signs, false prophets will arise among the people, if possible, even to deceive the elect. And it is possible. Because if you know the truth, you'll be set free. Let me, let me remind you of something. Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 9, talks about lying signs and wonders. They are real signs. They're lying. You look it up, it's the word falsehood. They will be false, but they, it will not be of the Spirit of God. It will be of a spirit you know not of. That spirit may feel good, sound good, taste good, and look good. That's why you must test the spirits to know if they're of God. You've got to know the word. The drawing card for the church in this last hour are the works of Jesus. You better know what those works are. Do you remember what he said one time? He said, these signs shall follow. What signs? What signs? They'll, they'll cast out demons. They'll lay hands on the sick. He lists them out. He said, these signs shall follow those who believe. They'll raise the dead. They'll preach the gospel. Oh, I'm telling you, you better know the signs. Not everything that glitters is gold. I've heard some things. I've been talking to some leaders. Oh, I'm telling you, America's ripe for great awakening and great deception, especially the charismatics, those who are hungry for God, but they do not, they're not rooted in the truth. They're going to be snapped away. False prophets are alive and well. I remember, I've shared this with you. I was reading that over in Peter one time about there were false prophets among the people. And I said, God, there sure were a lot of false prophets in those days. And he said, yeah, and there will be in your days. And you better know the real because the counterfeit's coming, my friend. Now, you can pick it out. It's simple. You, you can see it. You can smell it because it's not the signs Jesus said were coming. Does that mean that there will be no other miracles beyond than those signs? No. But miracles, the other miracles are for specific purpose, specific event, specific needs. He didn't say these are the signs they will turn, um, you know, lakes, polluted lakes into drinking water. But that's going to happen because of the power of God. It's not going to happen every time you do it. You know, I mean, it's not a general. They're general. These signs shall follow. They will preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. They'll speak with other tongues. These are the signs of believers. Take it up with Jesus. He's the one that said, every other sign I'm going to look at with great caution. And I'm going to test the spirits to see if they're of God. And one way is by looking at the character of those who claim to have those gifts. Because character matters in the kingdom of God. And I tell you, he's going to expose stuff, turn stuff over. Oh, one more thing. You know what the greatest sign is? Absolutely. Jesus one time said, you want to you see signs? You wanna, I'm not going to show you any sign except the sign of the prophet Jonah. What was, what was that sign? 
Jonah went into the belly of the well. It's a picture of Jesus and his death and burial and resurrection. Three days. Repentance. The greatest. Jesus said, you want to see signs? I'm not going to show you except the sign of Jonah. It's the sign of repentance. Of people. Born again. Being born again is the greatest sign that you'll ever see on the face of this earth. A soul held captive in the, under the grip of Satan on the way to an eternal hell. Being set free, rescued, delivered, saved by the power. Listen, it's an affront to the cross to lift up any sign above the cross. That is the greatest sign. And it will be the greatest wonder. And God's going to let that cross be shouted one more time all over the earth. I'll never, the first vision, I've shared this with you before, that I ever had was at a Morningstar conference. And I remember I looked up at the cross. It was back behind where the, it was in a church where they had choir, but there was no choir there. A choir at Morningstar? Are you kidding me? They don't do stuff like that. But anyways, it's where they would have been. It's a church that had that. Anyway, there was a cross on the wall. And I looked at it. How many of you remember this? Okay, good. I get to tell it again. You don't remember. But anyway, I looked at the cross, and it's on fire. Wow, this is great. It's on fire. Then it changed to scene number two. Then it was watered down, dripping wet, water dripping off the cross. Then it changed again, the third scene. This time it was on fire. It was set ablaze. It was like erupt. I mean, you couldn't. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, the church was birthed with the fiery preaching of the cross. And over multitudes, over centuries, there's been a slow watering down of that message. But in the days that are to come, the end of the age, he will raise up men and women who will preach the power of the cross with fire. And there will be great conviction and great conversions. It'll be the last day harvest coming on the earth. It's the cross that is the power that leads unto salvation. And no other. That's good stuff if you, don't, if you don't think it's good, I do. You know what happens when people get saved? Some people worship angels. Angels, when somebody gets saved, they go crazy in heaven. All of heaven erupts over one sinner that repents. Angels throw a party. They're probably laughing. What do you mean focusing on me? Man, you just did the greatest thing on Somebody got saved. We're having a party in heaven. And you're excited over this other junk. Oh, man. Oh, brother. Okay, look quick. I got, you stay with me. You guys with me? Nobody's falling asleep. Okay, where are we at? Verse 13, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. You, but you denied the Holy One and the just and, and asked for a murderer to be granted and killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead of whom we are witnesses and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance. Pay attention. As did also you rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his holy prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. I'll share a little bit of my testimony. When I was a freshman in college, there was a day. I'm just telling it's just my story. Everybody has a, everybody has a story. I'm walking across Bayou Desired. Northeast Louisiana, now they call it University of Louisiana Monroe. I'm crossing, walking across the bayou, freshman. I said, God, could you maybe leave me alone for a while? I told him, I said, I've been in church. I've been a pretty good guy. I, I want to spread my wings a little bit. I, I want to I experience a little bit of life. Can you just maybe take a vacation or maybe just, could I, could I do it without feeling guilty? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about. I wanted to go to the circus. Now, this was not the circus where they flipped. Well, they did flip. It was not the circus with elephants. No, there probably were some elephants. But anyway, this was a disco. It was called the circus. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to see what, I wanted to have fun. I wanted God to just leave me alone for a little while. Anybody else can identify. I just, I'm, that's the way it was. I just wanted, I wanted to spread my wings and fly. So I went in the circus. These were the days that they sang that song, Shake, Shake, Shake. 
Remember that? Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. And all that, you know, I'm just, you know, shake your booty. It's a really spiritual song. Shake, shake, shake. So I went in there and shook, shook, shook. And I'm just telling you. But here's what happened. I, I walk out of the circus. I'm feeling rotten the whole time I'm there. You know what I mean? What are you doing in this dumb place, man? You don't you? Anyway, I walk out, and there's a guy standing over there, and I said, hey, you want to fight? I shouldn't have said that. You don't say that coming out of the circus. The guy's been drinking. So anyway, I'm just joking. You never just joke? No, you don't joke. I just, hey, man, you want to fight? He wasn't joking. He jumped on me. He's bigger than me. He got me on the ground and started beating the pulp out of me from left to right. Blood, I could feel. I thought he was going to kill me. I didn't think he's ever going to get up. He was beating me. You get out from under the covering of God, you can get beat up too. You tell God to leave. And he was getting beat up like crazy. I just told God to get out. Now I'm in there. Help me. Help me. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey. We used to watch, you know, used to watch all that stuff in those days. That was serious. And I think they may have taken me into the, anyway, I got arrested three times over the next six months or so. That wasn't that bad of a, I didn't, you know, I just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. There was no covering. God was showing me. You, you want me, okay, here's what you get. I remember one time, I didn't stay very long, but I was behind bars for a little while, so I was looking for a cup, and I found one. So I thought, well, I'm going to have fun in here. So I said, nobody knows. And I just, the trouble I've said, I started beating my cup. Anyway, I was going to get beat up anyway. Nobody, I was prophesying, nobody knows the trouble I'm about to see. Nobody knows but me. I knew what my dad was going to do. Anyway, now the problem was I'm majoring in criminal justice. I wanted to be in the FBI, the CIA, the ATF, the CDC, and the DBC. You know what the DBC was? Dumb Boys Club. That's what I was in. I wanted to do all that stuff. I, want, I wanted to fly through the sky as a secret agent. I mean, I had all these dreams. Anyway, and, and then after college, somewhere in there, I went to Fort Worth, Texas, and I applied, and I filled out the information. I passed all the physical tests. They had to run up this tower. I mean, I was, in, I was blazing. But then they got to the part, have you ever been arrested? And I thought, no, wait, maybe I could just leave that blank. You know what I mean? Just leave. They don't need to know. It's none of their business. No, it is their business. They're the police. And you can't lie to the police. So I was thinking, well, maybe if I just wrote it real small, like yes, but look like no. You know what I mean? Just, but you had to fill in the details anyway. I had to tell the truth. So anyway, they come to me, son, you passed all the tests, but we can't hire you. I'm sorry. I remember I felt so defeated. I felt, God, it was just a short time in my life. I blew it, though. It's just that little season. I should have never told you to leave. God, this was horrible. I've lost four years. No, it took me five years to college. It took me a long time to get out of there. But now it's, what, what good was it? It's wasted. Anyway, a lot of stuff happened over the years. About six to eight years later, I was back in Fort Worth, Texas. I was uh, attending a James Robinson Bible Conference. Obviously, God had gotten my attention. Stuff was happening in my life. Milton Green came along during those days and some stuff. But anyway, I'm, I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. My hotel's about eight, six to eight blocks from the convention center, and I'm walking to the, to the convention center and I'm from my hotel, and I look up and I see a sign. And something that just grabs my attention, it was the back of it. And I knew this sign was important. So I, when I walked past it, I looked up, and it said, Fort Worth, Texas Police Training Center with an arrow that way. And it, God spoke to me. He said, do you see how even your failures, I was able to use your failures to bring about my perfect plans and purposes in your life. It blew me away. I remember, I don't think I fell to the ground, but it's just like an overwhelming revelation. God, you mean even my worst failures, even when I thought I blew it, even when I did blow it, you used that to bring me into your perfect will. What are you, God or something? This is incredible. He is God. He is God. Now think about this scripture. They did it in ignorance. They crucified the Lord. They went after him. They, they wouldn't obey him. They put, nailed him to the cross. 
but they did it in ignorance, and even their ignorance did not prevent the perfect will of God coming to pass. It says in verse 19, yeah, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his holy prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Every jot, every tittle, every word spoken about Jesus was fulfilled. Now here's where it gets good. It's for us. Look, verse 19. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. Now verse 21. Whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That's speaking about what? His second coming, the end of the age. Everything was fulfilled regarding his first coming. Even in the midst of rebellion, even in the midst where they didn't recognize him, even when they nailed him to the cross, what's going to happen at the end of the age? Rebellion, lawlessness, foolishness, nations joining together with their fists up and toward the heaven, saying, you are not God, we are God, man is God, all this stuff, yet all of it, It's going to work out for the purposes that God said. He said everything that's been prophesied by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began, over the church, over nations, over your life, regardless of what's happening out there, you put your trust in him. It's going to be fulfilled. Does anybody see what I'm seeing there? Because right now there's a major rebellion going on even in our own nation. Nobody wants to acknowledge God. But we're acknowledging him. And every prophecy, every promise, every word spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began is going to be fulfilled in a time of restoration of all things. Now, how, does all, how do we get in on it? Okay, that's, that's the kicker. How do we get in on this stuff? Well, here's what we do. He tells you. Number one, repent. Repent, therefore. Repent it means turn around. Change your mind. Change your behavior. Do you know there's a scripture over, where is it, in Titus? It says, let those who name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Remember that? Let those who name. I want to tell people out there, but I can't. You gotta, we got to talk to ourselves first. Don't you dare say you're called by his name. If you've got sin in your life, you won't let go. Don't you dare. The audacity. Let those who name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. He talks about in that scripture about real grace, how grace is the power of God that enables us to live the life we've been called to live. It's God's grace, wonderful grace, amazing grace. So repent. Change your mind. Change your purpose. You know, the number one message at the end of the age will be, Repentance. The gospel of the kingdom is about repentance. America. God right now is looking to see if America will repent. But as far as you and I, whether America repents or not, we can repent. We can turn and and say, God, search me and try me. See if there be any wicked way within me. That ought to be our prayer right now in this season. Shirley had a vision. She's gone. She had a vision this week of a microscope. Oh, not a microscope. (laughs) You know, you can't get by with anything. A microscope? How couldn't it couldn't be maybe a big giant, you know, some other kind of scope? You know, a microscope? Oh, man. You can't get by. God wants, he didn't want anything. 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 In our lives. So what do you do? You run to him. Yes, I blew it. I failed. Guess what? All things, even that, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. God, you can even use my failure, my rebellion. Yes, come unto me, and I'll change the whole thing around. But you got to turn. you got to come. Repentance. Turning from, turning towards. Repentance leads to salvation. Then number two, be converted. There must be conviction before conversion. You know what the word conversion? I found one of the definitions. It means to revert. It also means to turn, convert, turn about. It also comes from a word that means revolution, to be converted. Folks, we need a revolution in America. Time is running out. 
time is quickly running out. Maybe this spiritual revolution will happen in the midst of what the other revolutions that are coming. I don't know the timing. I don't know God's ways. You know, there may be bloodshed. Every revolution, usually there's bloodshed. In this revolution, we're talking about the blood has already been shed. It's already been shed. We can offer people life, forgiveness, healing, hope. And that's our cause, and we're going to run after it. And then your sins will be blotted out. That's what he says in there, so that your sins may be blotted out. Man, let me tell you, there's nothing God can't forgive. He forgave me of all the junk I did in that little time. And not that I've been perfect since, believe me. But in that little rebellious season, he forgave me. It's like I'm telling you the story. God forgot all about it. He's probably saying, what circus? What are you talking about? Who beat you up? I don't know anybody beat you up. Your sins are tossed from the east, from the west. You're forgiven, cleansed by the power of the blood of the Lamb. New beginning. Man, there's nothing that God can't forgive. And then, so that you might receive times of refreshing, revival, awakening, whatever it means. Folks, I believe it's begun. It's begun. It's begun. Don't wait any longer to get in on it. Don't wait. That's what Jack Taylor Make sure you're here in two weeks. Jack Taylor, I remember him saying one time, he said, you want to be successful? Find out what God is doing and then get in on it. That's what you do, son. You just find out what he's doing and join him. You will be successful because it's almighty God at the wheel and not you. And then refreshing from the presence of the Lord, just real quickly, there are three levels. I've been reading this book called Seasons of Revival by Frank Damasio. Anybody heard of that book? Anyway, I've, been, I've had that book forever. It's, been, it's just something I've, been, I've held on to. And now it's like the Holy Spirit says, you better get it out. You better read it. You need a little wisdom here. Because what's happening, you need all the help you can get. You don't try to rewrite, rewrite, whatever. What is it, rewrite the wheel, the story? Recreate the wheel. It's already been created. Just read. In fact, this book right here has everything we need. We have everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Giants come at you tomorrow morning. You have everything you need to confront that giant and to see that giant fall in the name of Jesus. Your God, your king. Who is that uncircumcised Philistine facing you anyway? What are you going to do? Lay there and take it? Or are you going to rise up? And say, you uncircumcised Philistine, in the name of almighty Jesus, my God and king, you bow. And another one will bite the dust. But you got to do it. And if he doesn't bow after the first time, okay, you didn't hear me. You bow in the name of Jesus. And then if he doesn't, just keep on. Jesus said, ask and it will be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. We win. There's no plan B. There's no alternative in this hour. We win. We must win cities, nations. We must see America saved. There's no alternative. The alternative is not pretty. We must be the church. And I don't know how many out there. I have a feeling there's a whole bunch. Oh, God, let it break out in this. Let a shot be fired. You know what's going to happen on April the ninth in LA, there's a group of believers. They've um, there's a group of believers going to gather in the LA Coliseum. Y'all heard about that? Call on God on that same day, April 9th, There's going to group gather at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington D.C. I'm going. They're they're hoping for thirty thousand pastors on the east and on the west. I'm telling you, a revolution is coming, a revolution. Three levels of his presence. We've got to get used to it, got to understand. Number one, omnipresence, that God is in everywhere, all the time. He fills every place. We know that scripture. Where two or more are gathered, there you are. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Wherever, if I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you're there. You know the scripture, right? So there's the omnipresence. Say omnipresence. He's always 
He fills all things. He's always there. But we, there's much more, right? So what is there second? Second, what is the level of presence? Manifest presence. There shall be light. Manifest presence. It's God revealing himself through a sovereign means. God takes the initiative. That's one thing I feel so much in my spirit right now. In this move of God, God is taking the initiative. This is the initiative of heaven. This is what heaven has been waiting for. They've been looking for the sons and daughters of God on the earth. This is a God-initiated move of God. The manifest presence. It's like, it's like Friday night. There were times there was like a thickness about us. There are times to worship this morning. I sense, I told Shirley, there's something's different. It's like a, a cloud, but not a bad cloud. It's a cloud of glory. And I don't care if I ever see it. Blessed are those who believe, but they never see. There's some, they won't be blessed till they see. I'm going to be blessed because I see right here. I see. I've got eyes you cannot see. You know what I'm talking about? You do too. Manifest presence. You can feel his presence. Tangible. And then there's the third thing that Damasio said. But let me back up and tell you this. Did you know that in America there was a time when the ships would come from, this was back in the 1850s, revival was going on in America, and as ships would get closer and closer to the docks, they would be overwhelmed by the presence of God. And people on the ships, the sailors, the captains, whatever, they would come under conviction, tremble, because God was in America. And there were many salvations on those ships. And I was thinking about Finney, back in the Finney revivals. He would walk into a factory in the midst of a busy work day, and they would, you know, the owner would come out and say, oh, stop the work, and they'd pull up tables. Mr. Finney, would you stand on the table? Would you preach the gospel to us? We want to know about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And people would be converted and saved in those factories. I long for that to happen again. I pray, God, people drive along Highway 18, and suddenly, all of a sudden, there's an overwhelming sense of the presence of God. They don't know what it is. I've got to get right with God. I remember the first time Shirley and I heard that guy from Mississippi, Columbia, he came a couple years ago to our church. I forget his name. But anyway, he's a guy that died. Remember? The old guy that died. Usually, that's kind of normal, old guys. But he died, but he came back. And he realized he was not going to heaven. He was a preacher. What was his name? I can't remember. Howard Pittman. Yes, it reminds me. The first time I heard the testimony of Howard Pittman, we literally had to pull off the side of the road. I couldn't drive. I began to tremble and just weep. I began to weep because I knew there were so many. I pulled off the side of the road and I just repented the best I could. I pray, God, do it again. Do it again as planes begin to drive over North. No, they don't drive. They fly over North Carolina. I don't know how they get here. I don't care how they get here. But they're flying over Moravian Falls. Suddenly. The captain comes on and says, folks, I don't understand, but i got to make a circle. we got to go back. Something's going on. There's a people of God. Something's happening. we got to know. i got to have what they have. we got to have that sense of presence. And then the third thing that he said, there's the, the personalized presence of God. What is that? That's the presence of God that we, when we do the spiritual disciplines, prayer and fasting, reading the word, all of a sudden, the rhema comes, the presence of God. You, you worship him. You know, when we praise God, you start, you know what happens. He inhabits the praises of them. And so he inhabits, he comes. It's we did something to go after him. We drew near to him, and he drew near to us. So there's that other level. And I tell you, we need all of it. His presence marks us, will mark us as his people. You know, remember in Exodus, don't lead us unless you go before us. And God, how will they know unless your presence goes with us? How will they know? And then it says in Psalm 1611, his presence brings fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. 
fullness of joy. They're not going to come if we're sad, depressed. Do you know what happened today at that political rally? I don't know what happened out there. But you know what happened at church tonight? Do you know what happened? People with cancer, they wheeled people in the door. They went out walking and leaping and praising God. They were cancer-free. Did you know 655 people got saved last week at Tyson's? James walked in the front door. They said, James, you got to preach the gospel to us. You got something on you, brother. Fire of God, you got to preach. Stop the chicken presses, whatever it is. Hold this stuff down. Preach, man. Preach. We got to know. I'm telling you. God, we got to have this stuff. Joy. We got to have joy. Fooey on the sadness. I don't want it. You can have it. I want joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And joy may not always be some outward laughter. I don't know. It's an inward strength. I know that. In the midst of the storms, raining cats and dogs out here. But there's joy in my heart. It's much better than going to the circus, I can tell you. Get the tar beat out of you, especially if you're stupid and ask somebody to, if he wants to fight. 19 years old, stupid. Dumb boys club. It was stupid. Stupid. I don't even know if I told my mom and dad I did that. They're in that great cloud of witnesses right now. Stupid. Put on the full armor. Same thing. You don't want to go out there and say devils. You want to fight. No, put on the full armor of God that you can stand in the evil day. They, hell should be trembling. They are trembling. I know that for a fact. I believe that right now hell is trembling as what's happening in the church in America. Maybe not the whole ball of wax, but churches, events, L.A., Washington, D.C., stuff that's starting to happen. Because you can see it in the, in the, you know, there's the natural and the spiritual. So in the natural, there's riots and uproars. I mean, starting to break out, stuff upset. So that means in the heavens, stuff's breaking out. Does that make sense? And then his presence is a place of victory. Psalm 9, when my enemies turn back, say turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. Everything comes down to when God walks in. Remember Isaiah 64. Oh God, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As the water, you know, boils and your enemies. Listen, it's the presence of God. The presence of God, the manifest, overwhelming. The mountains shook. And then there's one more thing. We got to get ready to host his presence. And we are. We're getting ready. I'm glad Shalom came. This guy's got vision. He's come running the race. He didn't come asking. He just came following Jesus, following the lamb wherever he goes. I'm connecting to him because he's got the real thing. I'm telling you, many have the real thing. But man, this is it, guys. This is it. So the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I'm done. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We acknowledge your presence. We yield to you. Lord, you said that signs and wonders, these signs shall follow them that believe. And you said, God, that you would confirm your word with signs following. Thank you that your word never returns void. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We want to know what you're doing. Just look what you did. You're Jesus that saves, that heals, that delivers, that casts out demons, that raises the dead, that causes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Lord Jesus, we believe you're in this place. We believe your omnipresence because we're the people of God. But we also believe your manifest presence, your tangible presence. 
presence that is initiated from God. And Lord, we pray right now for miracles in this place. Miracles. Healing. Those watching by the web stream. We take authority over every spirit of infirmity. You said we don't compromise with devils. We cast them out. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. We call these works of sickness and infirmity in the name of Jesus destroyed in these lives. In the name of Jesus, the powerful, wonderful, majestic, mighty, holy name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we also, as the people of God, we say no to this uprising in our country. These guys get ready to, to charge platforms. Father, we thank you for the secret service, but we pray for angels to be dispatched around our nation, around all of these candidates. We pray, God, you would rescue and deliver. God, we ask for supernatural blockades to the plans of the devil. Islam, you are not welcome in this nation. We, we recognize you as a foul antichrist spirit, and you have no place. This is God's people, God's land. We're God's people. And others that haven't, they're not awake to that yet, they will. We're going to believe it. No, we say no. No to the plans. Even now, the schemings. I don't care if they're secret societies or what. I heard a bunch of liberal Republicans went down to Jekyll Island to meet to plan how to dethrone if a certain candidate's win. God, we spoil the plans of the devil. We don't care about the parties. If you're, liber if you're antichrist, you're going to be exposed in this hour. And you are. Do you know what's happening? The spirits of antichrist are being exposed. Thank you, God, for doing that. You're pulling the cover. He said nothing secret. Everything secret will be revealed. Isn't that wild? We didn't even have to do it. They don't even have to call us conspiracy freaks. God's doing it. What are you, God, a conspiracy guy? What is this? He said everything done in secret is going to be revealed. Everything. These politicians think they're getting away with stuff. You ain't getting away with nothing from the spirit of the living God. Now, I didn't mean to break off into that. Just a little holy anger got there. I didn't mean that. Maybe I did mean that. Because we're getting right. We're having a religious moment here. You know what I mean? No, no, no. It don't matter. Listen, you, Jesus is just, he's just Jesus, Jesus. He's just Jesus all the time. Do you know when I was in the circus, Jesus was in the circus? He never left me. You go out there and get in stuff, he's with you. He's just drawing you to where he wants you to be. Because he loves you. He loves you. Anybody lost here this morning? You say, I don't know if I know this Jesus. I got to be saved. I'm not going out those doors lost. Anybody, listen, if you were to die today, if something happened, head-on collision, whatever, you know, an airplane fell out of the sky. Stuff happens. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you did not make it to 5 o'clock this afternoon, would you spend eternity in heaven? If you're not absolutely certain, you've got to be certain today. Call on his name. Repent. Trust in the living God. You guys with me? Everybody, nobody's bored? Anybody want Jesus? Anybody? Okay, no, no, I mean for the first time. I know you all want him. Anybody for the first time? Anybody for the first time? Now, Okay, then who, who wants more of Jesus? Stand up. Stand up. Let's just stand up and pray and shout and celebrate and go have lunch. You guys hold down the fire in the morning. Hold down the fire Friday night. Susan's going to have this, this healing service. We'll be back Saturday, but we're going to do this renewing of our chaplain. I'm a chaplain. So we're going down and get that stuff renewed because I can't remember. It was about like 12 years ago, 10 years ago when I took that training. We're going to need it. Going to need to know how to do that stuff. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Even the lights went out, whether it was mechanical or heaven. We just thank you because we don't care. All we know is our trust is in the living God. Our hope is in you. God, let that shot be fired in us. 
that would be heard around this nation and around the world that our God reigns, that Jesus is Lord, that there's no other gods besides our God. He's the one we will follow. None other. The Lamb we will follow every day. And we thank you, Lord. Release healing, release power, release freshing, release joy, release hope. I pray people walk out of here overflowing with hope. Hope overflowing. Joy inexpressible and full of glory. God, when are you going to start breaking out in laughter here? Break out in laughter in homes this afternoon, in the showers, in wherever. In the name of Jesus, break out with joy. Break out with joy. Because that's our strength, and we thank you, God. God bless you guys in the name of Jesus. I don't know if we'll have prophetic ministry or not. We will. Anybody wants prophetic ministry? We, our guys are on fire, so let's just bless God. Hey, can you guys handle Friday night with worship? You got it? Man, it was awesome Friday. Hey, give our worship team a hand. We bless those guys. Man, do you have a word or anything? No, you don't have a word. But you know, they got little children, like little children. And... It's hard to do. How are we going to have revival with little children? Because we need more worshipers. We need people to, to come up. People that's going to take the. We just need a team. Worshipers come forth in the name of Jesus. All right? We need a bunch of worshipers. So if you know how to worship and you can do it, let us know. God bless you guys.